Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 169. Today, we've got a special episode for you, going to be doing a case study on one of our next level leadership students. Her name is Amy Triplett. And this is a really, really powerful interview and conversation that I have with Amy. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are somebody that has been stuck at your current rank for way too long, Amy had been stuck at her same rank for four and a half years, literally doing every single thing that she was taught that she thought she was supposed to do, but it never seemed to make any difference. So if you're somebody that is stuck at a current rank, this is going to be a really important episode for you. But here's the other side of this. What Amy found out through working through our programs and and coaching is that her problem really was belief that she was struggling in terms of her mindset and that a lot of her past failures and lack of success had caused her to create a story that she wasn't worthy of the big success that she said she wanted and that was at odds with her results. So Amy and you know to her credit in a very vulnerable forthright way shares her experience and how some past trauma that she had had as a child that she had kept locked away secret from the world, hadn't told anybody else how that, how she realized that that actually was, had a power over her that was keeping her from what she wanted and how working through her mindset, learning how to master her mind and really dealing with some of this past trauma, how freeing that process was and how it gave her the foundation of a new, stronger belief in herself. And, and get this. She went from in the month of March, just just a few months ago, she had her worst month in four and a half years. She was literally like questioning, is this even for me anymore? Should I quit? To 90 days later in the month of June, her best month ever. She had 11 people join her team in March. She had 293 people join her team in June, and she hit a rank that she wasn't able to hit in four and a half years, but it gets even better. Not only was she able to rank advance, but she helped, I think it was 30 other people on her team rank advance as well. I mean, I'm like, we're talking about night and day transformation here. I couldn't be more proud of Amy. So if you're wondering what in the world did she do to make that kind of a shift, well, she's going to share it with you in an interview today. So Amy and I go really deep. We talk through all of these things that she had to deal with, and she gives you some really, really important advice. So I can't wait to have you hear her story. So let me go ahead and turn it right over to uh, the conversation that I had with Amy, and uh, I will be back at the very end. All right, everybody. Well, I am really excited. We've got a very special guest here today. Amy Triplett is um, a friend of mine, I would call at this point. We've been working together for quite some time. She's been 
one of our star students inside of our Legacy Leadership Academy all the way back to the very, very early days. And I'm excited to have Amy share her story with you because I really know that it's going to resonate and hit home with so many of you. She has, like I said, been a student of ours in our Legacy Leadership Academy. She's since graduated to our next level leadership program. If I could say, so how can I describe Amy? Amy has always been one of our best students in the sense that she's like always in the group, active. Every month when we do a training, she's the first person to take the training and implement it. And Amy and I have had many, many conversations over time privately her voicing her frustrations, right? She's built a successful business. She's a six-figure earner in her company. So she's had a great level of success, but she got to that point and got completely stuck and basically found herself stuck at or around that level and at the same rank for what, four and a half years, Amy? Is that what it is? Yeah, four and a half years. So if you can imagine being, and I know many of you have dealt with this, you might not quite be at the level that Amy is at in her business yet, but she was stuck for four and a half years. And by her own admission, she was literally doing every single thing that she thought she was supposed to do, but none of it was making much of a difference. And Amy, how many times did you and I have kind of one-off conversations where you were voicing your frustration and I was like, you got to do this. And you were always like, well, I'm already doing that. I'm doing right. How many times do we have those kind of conversations? Yeah, many, <laughs> too many oh, to count. And over and over again, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think it, it all kind of came to a head for her actually just a couple of months ago. In the month of March, she reached out to me and we had, we had kind of the same conversation, but I could definitely tell there was a different tone to it this time. You had in March, you had one of your worst months in, in a long time. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Probably in my entire career. <laughs> okay. So you had in the month of March, just and we're recording this in July. So just a few months right. ago, you had, what was it? 11 people join your team? 11. Yes. Which some people yeah. may hear this. Like if you don't have a team and you hear 11, you're like, that's awesome. But what was an average amount of people that would come into your team each month? It just depends. Um, over the last two years, my average has been about 60, but at one point it had been about a hundred. So, okay. So 60 yeah. to a hundred down to yeah. 11. That's a really, I mean, that right. would concern anybody. And I remember you reached out to me and you were really, you were questioning yourself, weren't you at that point? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like where, where was your, I'm curious, where, where was your head at that point? Can you go back and can you put yourself in that position after having that month? Do you remember kind of where your head was at in terms of just your confidence and belief and what you were thinking about your business? Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, you feel like kind of a failure, like a fraud, like I'm just not good enough to keep doing this. Nobody wants to work right now. And it wasn't just, you know, I know the whole pandemic. It was, it was before that too. It was the months leading up to that even. And I felt really alone in the business. And so I just kind of felt like, why do I keep doing this? Is there something else? Like, I don't know. I just kind of was just at a point where I, I really did feel like I was implementing everything that I knew to implement. Mm. So I didn't know what was the reason that was causing our team to just completely die off, I felt like. And I would think you wouldn't be human if you didn't feel that way being stuck mm -hmm. for four and a half years, right? Right. Because it wasn't like you weren't working hard. Right. I was working really hard. I, I was literally doing everything I knew to do. So that was the frustrating part is because I am someone that would implement right away. And I would hear these other people 
either in my company or just in our industry, um, doing certain things. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that too. And I would try and you'd hear the, their amazing results. And then I wouldn't get those same results. And so it makes you feel like, well, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. You know, I know you are like, just for people that don't know you, you're really big on like systems. It's like you've mm-hmm. implemented so many systems. Cause when you first came to right. us, I remember you were like, that's what I need. I need systems. Right. And, yeah. and so you did all that work and put all that stuff in place, but it still didn't really make that much of a difference. And you're also somebody like, the reason why I love you, Amy, is because you really do have a huge heart, right? Like you care so much for your team. And I I know that that's, it had to be frustrating for you Mm -hmm. being like that kind of a leader and not seeing the people on your team succeed. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. Honestly, that is probably one of the biggest I don't know, I want to say frustrations in my, in my business is I would definitely take on the feeling of I failed people. I didn't want to let anybody down. So there have been even in the past people that would come to me that really wanted the business and I would be afraid to help them because I would be, I would think that I'm going to fail them. Like they would probably be better with someone else. If someone came to me and they didn't have the results, um, whether they put the effort in or not, I would always feel like it was my fault or if somebody left it would be because I felt like I failed them. Never on purpose. I would always tell myself it's never lack of effort, but maybe lack of skill. And I would just very much take that on and feel very guilty about someone coming on our team and not having success. Like I have success. I'm sure there are so many people that hear that and they totally relate to it. Because how many Mm -hmm. times do we we have a tendency to take credit for the failures in our business and not the successes, right? right? And isn't it interesting how I know you have people on your team that have succeeded, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But somehow you probably weren't focusing on them and what you did right. You were only focusing on the areas where people were not doing so great. Right, exactly. And what have you learned? Why is the reason that now, knowing what you know now, looking back, Mm -hmm. what's the reason why you were doing that? Why I was blaming myself? Yeah. Why were you only focusing? I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Okay. Why were you only focusing on the negative? Probably just because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I deserved it. I've always told myself, yes, these good things happen, but it's not going to last. These good things don't happen to me, someone like me. I'm going to do something to mess it up. We just get in our own heads. I don't know why we're so mean to ourselves, but it was just a constant um, conversation in my own head of you're not doing enough. You're going to fail people. They're going to leave. <laughs> yeah. So you hit the nail right on the head when you when you said that you had issues of you not being worthy or deserving of the success. And so what we're really right. talking about here is you were lacking belief. Exactly. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, you had limiting beliefs. And and what do we teach about belief? You know, belief. Your beliefs are the lenses of the glasses of how you view the world. And because you had and. You may or may not have been even conscious of this, right? On some level, you probably were. But whether you're conscious of them or not, they're there. And if you have a limiting belief that, you know, you're not worthy, all you're going to see when you look out into the world, because that I'm not worthy lens will only cause you to see things that support that belief. And that's what was happening. You didn't believe in yourself deep down inside. So you would only notice the instances in your life where things weren't going your way because that's what your mind will do. You know, it's called confirmation bias. You'll just look in the world for things that support that belief. And then what happens is we just create this really detailed, elaborate story 
based off of all these past experiences of, see, I, I, here's proof I'm not good enough here. I didn't do this. We just create this big story that just winds up strengthening these beliefs anymore. And, and it's, it's really hard to break that pattern, right? Because that's essentially what you, you did, Amy, is you created a pattern of negative thinking that was kind of holding you back. Yeah, exactly. And what it's funny is I, I was at my rank for four and a half years and I never once lost it. Like I never once went below six figures, but every single month I would tell my husband, just to warn you, this, this is probably the last time. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it next month. Like honestly, for the last few years, that's what I would say to him every month. It's just so crazy because a lot of it, like you said, it's just in my head. And I did have some people that were working. Um, I have a beautiful, amazing team, but you're right. I was focusing on the ones that were not. And so we do create this whole story in our head and make things a lot worse than they actually are. And you and I had that conversation. I can remember you're always freaking out. I think I'm going to lose my rank. I'm going to, I need this, you know, I need this money. My my family depends on it, right? But but think think about it though. You kept the same rank for four and a half years. Right. Like that's a pretty amazing accomplishment in and of itself. But yet every month you were stressing out about it. And like, you know, looking back, like how, if you would have known this stuff four and a half years ago, how much more pleasurable would your journey have been if you could just allow yourself to enjoy in the present moment what you've created instead of about constantly stressing out about you losing it? Oh my goodness, so much different. I'd probably be way further ahead than I am right now. You well. definitely would. Be. But I think there's <laughs> yeah. an important there's an important lesson in what we're talking about right. here is that if you're if you have limiting beliefs and you're mm-hmm. you're starting from a place of scarcity and fear, because that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You basically yeah. were creating out of scarcity and fear. And what happens is if you're being driven by scarcity and fear, when you do have success, you're not even going to allow yourself to enjoy it because you're going to be so worried about losing it. Right. Everybody that's listening, how many times have you hit a rank and a goal that you've been shooting for? And you don't even give yourself more than just a couple of minutes to enjoy it because now you're worried about losing it or you're looking to the next goal thinking that that's going to be the thing that's going to make you feel better. Yeah. And I think it's that being able to make that shift in your mind is the starting point for, for change. But let, let's talk about that. So I know that you've said, because we've, you know, we've kind of talked through this before, that I've been telling you it's not the systems and it's not what you're doing. I mean, we would always have the right. same conversation. I'd be like, Amy, right. look, I get that right. you're doing the right thing, but you know, it doesn't matter what you do. It only matters what you believe. And your problem is not a system or this. It's that you haven't fully done this work, right? That the formula for transformation that teaches us to do, which is really shifting our core beliefs about ourselves. And I said, that was, you know, we always, I always said that to you and you would say, okay, I know, I know. But tell me why that part was so hard for you. Because I love what you said. I think you said that that was something that like, I couldn't see how I could fix, right? Like you could easily see like, well, I'll just implement a new system. That was something that you can do. But when it came to you fixing yourself, talk about why that was such a challenge or a struggle for you. Yeah, that was absolutely a challenge. I didn't know what to do with that because you feel like that's who you are. And you feel like, I felt like that's not something I could actually change. That's just who I am. And so like, yes, with a system or with any of the things that you taught us, like practically, that was something easy. Like I can create a system. I can talk to people. I can do all these things, but I didn't understand like what the action was of how to basically change who I am or change my thinking. And so that, that felt frustrating to me because I didn't know where to go from there. I didn't know what to do with that. 
So you had, res- you had resistance around that area of your life. Yeah. I didn't think it was necessarily possible to change, but I also honestly didn't necessarily see my negativity. I saw, I just thought these are my thoughts mm. and I can't control my thoughts. Like I didn't realize that I actually have a choice to control my thoughts. I just thought that's who I am. This yeah. is how I think. So that's, it just felt like, what do I actually do though? Like, what are the action steps? <laughs> and so I didn't know what those were really until the formal of transformation way. It's been so powerful for me. Yeah. And it's so interesting because that's really the breakthrough, right? When you start practicing the formula, getting your thoughts and your beliefs out of your head onto paper so that you can visibly start to understand. And, and if you're a new listener and you haven't you don't know what the formula is. We've done a couple of different episodes on those. I'll make sure we link them in the show notes. What you did is you became aware of the fact that you are not your thoughts. Yes. You are the thinker of your thoughts and that your beliefs, right? And you had this belief that you weren't worthy, that you weren't good enough. And you were certain that that was true. Right. Yeah. But what what you realized is that our beliefs are not true. They're just our interpretation of the world. And you started to challenge that belief. So I'll go back to that conversation that we had in March after you had that really bad month. And and I remember, and I don't I don't think you'll mind me saying this, you were even asking me, like, should I be doing something else? Like you were even questioning, like, is network marketing for me? And now isn't that seem kind of crazy to say now, looking back, you were literally making yeah. a f- six-figure income for four and a half years, but yet there you were figuring out, like, wh- wh- you know, is this even what I should be doing? I'll tell you the other thing. I, I meant to mention this earlier before I get into that conversation. The other thing that happened to you, Amy, and, you know, in our next level program, we talk a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Another reason why you got stuck is because you reached your capacity to have success in your life. So it's like, our beliefs about ourselves it's almost like a lid and every single one of us has we've conditioned ourselves to only allow ourselves to accept a certain level of money and success in our life and your lid was right at around the six figure level and you didn't believe like you you had that so you're like okay i see how i am worth this but you didn't believe that you were worth anything more than that. And that's part of the reason why you were stuck at that level for so long. That This all goes back to our beliefs. And this is really the work that we do with people like you in Next Level Leadership. But let's talk about, so we had that conversation and, and my directive to you was basically, what did I tell you to do? Well, you basically said, <laughs> I was very thankful you said this to me, but I think you were the, for the first time outright said, Amy, it's not the systems, it's you. (laughs) It's what you're believing. And I think that was the first time I was like, he's like, you said something like you have to change your beliefs. And I think my issue was, I didn't see how that would make a difference. You know, like I didn't even the lid, I've heard all of this before, but I didn't understand what it meant. And I just thought that doesn't make sense to me. How could my belief or my lid change I'm, I'm doing it anyway, you know, like I'm doing the work. How is what I believe going to make any difference? So I didn't feel like that would actually do anything. So I didn't really put in the work, even like all through my life, I've heard like affirmate, say affirmations. And in my mind, I'd be like, okay, that's just like mumbo jumbo. Like, well, how could that change anything? You know, I could say it all day long, but it's not going to change the fact that I'm already doing this work and it's not working. I think when you outright said like, 
you don't need a different path. You don't need a, a different system. You need to change. You need to change your thoughts and your beliefs. And that was like, okay, he's right. <laughs> but what do I do with that? <laughs> and yeah. that's right around the time I was listening to your training on the formula of transformation. My directive to you was, I don't want you to focus on anything else, but practicing the formula for the next 30 days. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. That practice. Is- the, no, no. That other stuff is important, but practice <laughs> the formula. And, and so here, basically, here's what the formula for transformation teaches us. I'll give you a quick crash course for any of you that haven't heard this yet. Your beliefs are really the key thing here for you to start to look at because what you believe about yourself, about your business, what you do, the world around you, your beliefs are really nothing more than just your interpretation. They're not true. They're just a story, either positive or negative, that you create. But your beliefs actually determine the way that you feel, good or bad. And the problem that Amy was running into is she had this belief about herself that was negative and limiting, and it was causing her to feel negative emotions of fear, lack of confidence, right, unworthiness. The way you feel will determine the actions that you take. You're either not going to take action out of fear or you'll, what she was doing, she was doing everything, but she was taking action in such a weak and effective way because it was being driven by negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And that was what was creating her results. And she did what we all do. She just kept focusing on action. Well, if I take a different action, maybe it'll make a difference. If I do more action, maybe it'll make a difference. But she never changed the seed or the core, which is the beliefs. So in the formula for transformation, what we have you do is we literally have these worksheets where we have you start to get these thoughts and stories and beliefs out of your head and start to make the connection between feelings and action. So you did that. For 30 Mm -hmm. days. Talk about that process. You committed to that process, even though you weren't sure it was going to make a difference, Mm -hmm. but you were at that point, you were at rock bottom. So I'm sure you were like, I'll try anything at this point, right? Isn't isn't it interesting how sometimes we have to get to that lowest point for us to finally become coachable and say, all right, let me see if this thing's actually going to work. Right. And also it was, it was a step. Like you gave me something to do, (laughs) to write down. And um, so that was helpful too, because I actually wrote it down. And one thing that I realized after doing this, and I I do it daily, even I did it more than 30 days, I still do this. And it affects everything, not just my business, but my marriage, my friendships, fears that I have faced. Anytime I'm feeling anything, you know, afraid or in frustration, I literally write it down. Like I'll, I'll write it down and then I will take note, like, how do I feel right now? And I think that's what made the difference is because what I realized was when I'm feeling negative and when I'm talking to someone and my, my thoughts are, well, they probably don't actually want this, or I'm being annoying to them, or they're going to come to me and I'm going to fail when I'm feeling those things, even though I'm working with them, that's coming across. So I realized my thoughts were affecting the way that I was showing up. And so when I changed that, and when I literally just flipped it and I thought to myself, okay, if all these good things were true, I am capable. I am worthy. Um, people need what I have. This isn't about me. This is about what they need. Um, or even in an argument with my husband or whatever, I would think to myself, he needs me. He's wonderful. I'd start to like flip that conversation in my head. And I showed up differently. Because now I'm like, they need me. I, I need to show up differently. And I would expect... Like I just started expecting people to say yes 
because I did this work and, and it just, it's just crazy how it changed because people, people respond differently to you when you have more confidence and when you really believe in something, people can feel that and see it. So th- that made all the difference for me. Yeah. So what, what you're talking about here essentially is you started to really learn what it means to master your own mind. You know, and we talk a lot about the whole idea behind this, this thing that we teach legacy leadership is all about this idea of total freedom, right? A legacy leader is somebody that's achieved total freedom in their life and that's financial time freedom, but also personal freedom. That to me is the one that is the starting point because personal freedom means that you master your own mind. You learn how to consciously choose thoughts and stories that serve you, not ones that hold you back. And you kind of, the light bulb went off for you and you made the connection like, I'm not my thoughts. I can choose my thoughts. In any situation, I can choose my interpretation. Isn't it kind of funny how either way, you're just making up a story, essentially. You're just choosing a story that makes you feel better and actually helps you move forward and take action confidently. Right. And you said that to me, actually, that was, that was another aha moment for me. Cause I think I was talking to you once and I said, and, and I was believing this, but then I told myself the truth and I, I used the positive and I called it the truth. And you're like, well, the truth is either way, we don't know. It's, and you said that it's a story, but why not believe the positive? It serves you better. And I was like, totally right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just our reality that we tell ourselves, but why not, why not choose the greater path? <laughs> the formula talks about the circumstances of our life. We have the you know, like a circumstance for you was that you had your, you had 11 people join in, in March. Right. That was the circumstance. Now, circumstances are not positive or negative. They're neutral. Like you just had 11 people that joined in March and that was less than it was in a long time. Like that's a circumstance. <laughs> but what we naturally will do is we'll make that mean something really bad. Like I'm the worst leader in the world. What's going wrong? This is not for me. We choose these negative interpretations because we're being driven by these limiting beliefs. If you were really strong in your belief going into March and March happened, yes, it would have probably still freaked you out a little bit. And yes, it would have been concerning, but your story would have been, I know this isn't a reflection of my value as a human being and as a leader. All this means is that I need to get back to work and get this thing headed in the right direction. Right. And just focus on, I have 11 people coming to me. Like, thank you. Like, I'm so thankful for these people. Their lives are about to change. Let me focus on them. How is that me serving those 11 people to me get exactly. stuck in my negative story about how, right. you know, so yeah, that's yeah. a point as well. Yeah. So, so you went through this process for 30 days. I know a big part for you, we were just chatting about this before we started recording here, was that a big part of us shifting our beliefs, changing our story, is really being able to look back to our past and, and look mm-hmm. to things because your past programming has a lot to do with your current story. And I know one of the things that came up for you was that you had to, and I know there's going to be a lot of people that will relate to this, mm-hmm. you had to work through some trauma that happened in your past without having to go into the details, but just talk about the importance of you addressing that and being able to face that trauma in terms of helping you understand the power it had over you and how mm-hmm. it felt to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I had, you know, something happened to me in my childhood that I had never told anybody about ever. And I was afraid if I were to tell people, they would think of me differently. They would have a poor opinion of me and see, 
I mean, I didn't consciously think they're going to think I'm unworthy, but looking back, that's really what I was afraid of. They were going to see me as I saw me. And so even my own husband, I had, there was something I was carrying that I I'd never, ever told him. And I was afraid if I did tell him, he, I know him well enough to know he wouldn't have left, but I, I just thought it would completely change his view on me. And it's one of those things that I wanted to die if I thought anybody would ever know. I thought it'd be something so horrible and shocking that people would absolutely want nothing to do with me. And so I, I would have this voice in my head, like just constantly, like, nobody can know this. Nobody can know this. Uh, you're fake. If people really knew who you were, then they wouldn't want anything to do with you. Like I was con- and you feel very isolated and very alone and like nobody else can possibly understand this. And I'd carry that. Uh, I just turned 40. So I, I carried that for 35 years really. And so, and different versions of that, but I finally doing this formula of transformation, the scariest thing I, I honestly, one of the scariest things I ever did was I finally told my husband because I had to work through this and say, I had to tell myself like he loves me. He needs to hear this. Like I, I can't deal with this on my own. And so when I told him, obviously he did handle it in such a loving way. And it actually brought us a lot closer, but it was like, that could not that could, there was nothing that could be held over me anymore. There was like this incredible freedom. And then in that, I told several other people just because I felt like it was something that could have helped them as well. And it has been crazy how just that freedom, you know, like I don't worry. I don't care if anybody knows now necessarily, just because I feel like it could help so many people. I don't have to carry that burden of, you know, if anybody knows, they're going to change their opinion because it's really not about me, right? It's about, helping people. It's about, like you said, just embracing the fact that you are worthy. That right there was such a breakthrough for me that I didn't have to worry anymore of anybody finding out my secret because I didn't have a secret anymore. And there is just so much freedom just in, I guess, exposing that and just facing facing that. So it's really helped me a lot with fears in, in every area, in relationships and a marriage. It's been, been pretty amazing. And I really had to do with this, this formula of transformation. I mean, I'd I don't think I would have been able to open up without it. What's so powerful, and I appreciate you sharing that. What, what's so powerful to me is a couple of things. Number one, thinking about going through 40, you know, however many years of your life that you have, feeling like an imposter, that the people that love you and the people that admire you and that are friends with you, questioning whether they would even feel that way about you if they knew the real you in your mind. Right. You created this story. You know, this is what we do. Something traumatic happens to us and we make it mean something. And, and, and you made that mean that there was something wrong with you. Right. So you tried to hide that part of yourself, yeah. even to the people in your life that you were the closest to. Yeah. And what's so crazy, I never, I honestly didn't even ever think about this consciously, but, you know, doing this work, I've realized even parts of my personality, like I'd go to school and I would be really bubbly and happy and friendly because I didn't want anyone to question that I had something going on. Or like, even as an adult, people would tell me, you're so open, you're so vulnerable, you're so real. Well, I am to a, you know, it's as far as I want to be. And I'm that way because I don't want anyone to question that I had a secret. Like nobody would ever think there's something that I'm hiding because I'm so open. And I just realized like, that's why I do that. You know, it's just kind of this defense mechanism, I guess. And so when I kind of just let that go and just realize like what it means to really be real. It, it really has made a huge impact because my business is amazing and I love it. And I'm so thankful, but truthfully, the biggest win 
is being able to use this formula for transformation for people on my team and not just business-wise, but helping them because people are hurting right now, right? People are scared right now and they need this. And I have been able to not be useless, like hiding under my covers during all this crazy that's going on in our world, like I normally would be, but I'm able to be a light for people and to teach them how they can overcome their thinking. And I honestly, in March, was when around that time when I was learning this in April, that's how I started. I started just kind of counseling people the way that you counseled me. And that I feel like is what kind of blew everything up because people started believing. Yeah. So it's been crazy. It's been good. Okay. Well, we're going to get to that, but we're not done with you yet. Oh, sorry. So I, wanna, I know that's okay. That's okay. So, so here's, here's what's interesting to me is that is when I, when I think about this, how what probably happened for you was you became this version of yourself that you felt you needed to be in order to get people to like you and accept you. So you probably became this positive, bubbly version of yourself that was very outgoing and you were forthright to a degree because that's what actually got, except like you felt as though that was what you needed to be to have people like you and accept you. And that became part of your personality, which served you in, you know, these things serve us in our life, but it was actually, it was hurting you in your leadership because, and I know we've had this conversation before you were afraid to really step into like the tough love of the real part of leadership because you didn't want people to not like you because so much of your self-worth was tied to the opinions of other people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I would never want to tell anyone anything that they were doing wrong because I didn't want to lose them. I didn't want to hurt them. It wasn't just that I, I didn't want to hurt them and I didn't want them to think I was being mean. I did not want anyone to dislike me. That's the one thing that I, I couldn't, you know, I, I've got pretty tough skin in many situations. Like if someone tells me, no, my feelings don't get hurt. I'm pretty bold in that situation. But if I feel like I've hurt or offended someone or they don't like me, that's when I kind of back away and get yeah. like shyer. And that, and that all stems, you know, we talk a lot about love, serve, grow. We have to remember that we need to love the most important person in the world first, which is ourselves. You weren't loving yourself. You didn't really fully right. accept yourself. You had this secret, this part of you that Nobody else knew that you created a story that if they did, they would feel differently about you. And because right. you begun to do this work and it forced you to be able to open up that area of your life, you experienced something totally different. Didn't you? I did. That yeah, it actually absolutely. didn't push people away and make them want to like you mm-hmm. any less, that it actually brought them a lot closer to you. Yeah. And every situation, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And how freeing was that? Honestly, it's the, probably one of the greatest things. I don't know. Like it may be one of the greatest things that ever happened to me just because I, I can absolutely not live in constant fear of somebody finding out. There's like a huge freedom in that. Here, here's a really such a valuable lesson in this, Amy, is that we all have pain and trauma in our life. And what we have to realize is that pain is is really universal, mm-hmm. meaning that your pain isn't necessarily, we always want to be like, but my pain is so much worse than yours. See, we right. all experience pain different ways, but we think that our pain and our suffering and the things that we've gone through are, they isolate us like nobody would understand. Right. When really pain is the number one way that we connect with people in the world. You connect with people through your pain, through your story, right? Like when I talk about my story, I don't talk about the good stuff. I talk about all the bad stuff. And the reason why people connect with my message so much is because everybody knows pain. And, but it takes courage and it takes vulnerability to be willing to share our pains with the world 
to do it in a way that's trying to serve them, right? It's not about like, hey, look what happened to me, but it's like, look, I went through this and here's what I learned and here's who I had to become and here's who I am becoming. And because you're willing to do that, you're connecting with people on a level that you've never connected with, right? Your relationship, right. you probably oh. feel closer right now to your husband than you have maybe I do. ever. Right, right. And the certain people that I told, I, I made it a point after I told him to tell the ones I didn't want to find out first. <laughs> and it did, it healed a lot of relationships as well. And that part of your life is going to become a part <clears throat> of your story. Mm-hmm. And that's, and your story is going to change a lot of lives. Yeah, I really believe that. I really do. So when we make that shift, what we realize is that things in our life don't happen to us. They happen for us. Right. And what what you did is you shifted your perspective on that event. You assigned a different meaning to that event. Isn't it interesting how the thing you've tried to hide, you might not be quite at this point yet, but I'm going to tell you this is what will evolve for you because I know Mm -hmm. because I've gone through this. Isn't it interesting how the thing that you've tried to hide for most of your life that was like your dirty secret is actually going to become one of the key parts of your story that's going to become part of your calling and purpose in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I'm starting to see that. I really am. It's turning our pain into pain. Mm-hmm. Our pains, sometimes our worst pains become our biggest purposes in, in our lives. You know, I'm, I'm just really excited for you to see what truly being able to authentically show up as yourself in the world, what that's going to do for you moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be powerful. Mm-hmm. So well, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate yeah. you, you, you doing that. So you did this really difficult work in the month of April. You went through this. You, you really had some big breakthroughs in the area of your mindset, but you hadn't really done anything different action-wise in your business. It was the same right. old. I mean, you, you did everything. You just showed up, but some different things started to happen. So let's fast forward to worst month ever in March. You spent the month of April really focusing on your mindset. You had some breakthroughs. And then in May, some pretty exciting things started to happen. Mm -hmm. Share with everybody what happened for you in the month of June in your business. Okay. So in June was the best month I've ever had in my business. We added 297 people, which is way more than I've ever even come close to adding. Did you share that you had never really done over 200 before? Oh, I've never done over 200 before. Let's be really clear on this. So you went from 11 in March, your Mm -hmm. worst month ever, to essentially 60 days later after doing this, you know, 90 days later, you did almost 300, which was like 50% higher than anything you ever done. Right. Absolutely. What did those 293 people, what what did they help you do? So I finally reached my next rank, which is Sapphire in my company and um, which is the second highest rank in the company. And so I'm still (laughs) like trying to soak that one in. I just can't believe it. So yeah, I finally, it was so amazing for my whole team and just seeing everybody come together. But here's the other thing. We had over 32 rank ups. So it wasn't just me. And I had my very first six-figure earner. So the rank underneath me would be Emerald. And I had um, a girl who's been with me the whole time. So she has been with me. She joined maybe two months after I did. And just watching her grow as well and her whole team explode. And, but it wasn't just her. It was on all different legs. All different legs. We had huge rank ups. We're still in that right now. It's been really exciting. Wow. Right? What do you... And that's so stuck four and a half years, same rank. 
Worst month ever in March, 90 days later, absolutely crushes through the goal and helps dozens of other people start that right. process as well. What do you, so what do you think the biggest difference was? Why were you able to help so many of those people rank advanced that have been stuck? Um, one word, belief. <laughs> it was our belief. Belief is contagious. Like I said earlier, when I started doing this mindset, when people would come to me in the past, when they'd be like, I can't do this, you know, they'd give, they would say all the things that I would say. I would never say any of the negativity to my downline. But if somebody would come to me in the past, I would be like, okay, well, let's do an event for you. Let's do this. Who can I talk to? Like I would try to fix them. But then I realized they don't have the belief. So I started doing this formula of transformation with them. And I can think of one girl in particular um, in April. She's been with me also five years and she's recruited, I want to say two people in her whole five years, like never recruited. And most of the time she, you know, most months she doesn't get a customer or an ambassador or anything. But she came to me and she said, I can't do it. I, and she gave me all the reasons. And, and what I said to her was, okay, tell me every reason why you can't do this. And she wrote it all. I was like, I want you to write it down. Tell me. And she did. And I said, okay, how do you feel when you read that? She's like, well, obviously I can't do it. I'm not capable and whatever. And so I said, now I want you to flip it. I said, just pretend. Let's just pretend. Let's write the opposite of everything you just said. Let's just write it down. And she had a hard time even doing that. And I understood that. So I, you know, she wrote down what she could, but I helped her a little bit. And I said, now let's pretend this was true of you. Let's just, just say that all these things are true. I am worthy. People need what I have. I am smart. I love people. Like, so let's say that these are all true because I think that they are true. And I, and I said, if this were true, how would things be different? And she's like, oh, I'd be unstoppable. And I said, okay, well, let's just tell ourselves it is true. I want you to say this to yourself every day, these things. And you know what? It's so crazy. She added six people that month herself. Her attitude was so different. Um, and she's still going. And then like someone on her team had a rank and it, it, that she's just one example, but I started doing that with my people instead of trying to fix them or give them actions. I started really working on mindset. I did this whole mindset training with anyone who wanted to work and it just, I mean, it literally changed everything. Mm. So it was, it was crazy. And then once they started believing, so belief was it. Like when people started believing, then it was like, okay, now what do we do? And then they started paying attention to our systems <laughs> and yeah. they started doing the things. And I'm like, see, we already have this in place. It's here. Let's, let's do it. And it just kind of changed. It just, and when other people start doing well, other people start doing well. And they all, and it just belief is just contagious. It really is. is isn't it interesting how when you finally start loving yourself, you really start showing up for people in a much different way, right? Mm -hmm. We, you know, this love, serve, grow framework, which talks about leading with love. Most people have a very misconstrued notion of what that is. Leading with love doesn't mean that you're everybody's friend and that you're nice and that they like you. And that's part of it. Leading with love means that you're willing to not accept people's excuses anymore. You're willing to challenge them. You're willing to help them do the hard work that you have done, but that's not possible unless you love yourself. Right. So you started the process of falling back in love with who Amy Triplett really was, who God created you to be, all the good and the bad. And you started to change your story to say, you want to know what? I'm worthy because I exist, because I'm here. And that like, like osmosis begins to seep into your team. And the other thing was that, you know, there's two different levels to this. You can understand something. Like in the past, you've understood, you know, because I've taught this to you that you're... Right mindset creates your results. You're like, okay, I get it. I've heard Bob say that, but you didn't know it. Right. 
because you hadn't actually applied it to your life. And the moment that you knew it, because you were living it, now that provided the foundation for you to really teach and train your team and coach them in a different way. Like we can, we can teach something we understand. Like, hey, I just read a book. This is cool. Let me teach it to my team. But like if you're living something, you will, you will teach it to them at such a depth of understanding that you'll be so much more effective. And that's what happened is because you believed in yourself that you transferred that belief into the people on your team. And that was the thing that helped them the most. Right. Absolutely. So I think the message there is sometimes we have to be a little selfish and work on ourselves, knowing that that's actually one of the very best things that we can do for the people that are on our team to have them see the physical transformation of us before their eyes. Right. So how are you feeling? I'm curious. How do you feel today? How are are your feelings different in terms of your vision, your belief? As you look to your future, sitting where you're at today, how are how does that feel different than it did maybe in March? I mean, it it feels completely different. I feel like I have um, a purpose, like I have a responsibility and a mission, you know, to help people, and not just business, but you know, obviously that's part of it. But honestly, in their mindset, in um, there, like I said earlier, their people are hurting and people are fearful, and I feel like how if they can just learn how to control their thoughts and learn how they don't have to be afraid or learn that they are capable of doing a business. They are capable of changing their health or their finances or, you know, their heal their marriage. Like I really feel like this is, this is just so powerful that people need. And so I feel like, you know, so for so many years I've been, I focused on like my own flaws and, and reasons why I can't help people. And I feel like when I've switched that and realized it's not really about me, I mean, so many of your next level leadership training has been really helpful for me. It's all mindset, I know, but just the fact that, you know, you don't have to, one of the things you say is you don't have to show up with your A plus game. Your B plus is good enough. Like keep going. And that's what I keep telling myself that just my best is my best and it's good enough and people need that. And it's not about me. It's about what others may need, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like when I focus on that, it really does. It just makes such a difference. And I try to come through everything with gratefulness and gratitude. And, you know, if one person joins my team, then it's going to be worth it because that person is a person who needs help and they've come here for a reason. And it's my job to honor them and to love them regardless, you know, of what they may or may not do for me. So I just, I feel like it's just completely just changed my entire outlook on how I do my business. And I see it almost like a ministry and more of a mission rather than our income or, you know, or whatever it's doing for us. It's been amazing. It really has been. Would it be fair to say that you're feeling a lot more fulfilled by the work oh, that yeah. you're doing right now oh, in your yeah. business? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I think I might've told you this in April or May before I hit my big rank. I, I've shared on one of our pages. I was like, this has been the most fulfilling month, not number wise. But just because I had seen so many transformations with people on my team and their mindsets mm. and breakthroughs in their personal life and business. And that, yes, it is, it's so different. It's so fulfilling. And it's not that you're really doing that much different work, but you're just right. having, you've shifted your focus a little bit to right. really helping people with their mindset. So, so when I view building a, a, a business, there's Putting in, there's putting systems in place and creating a culture where people can win. 
But then as a leader, you really have to be able to shift gears at some point and start pouring into your best people in a mm-hmm. way that they need. And this is the shift that you've made is you've really started to understand the importance of mindset in your own life and you're now helping others. And here's the cool here's what's so cool about this. That's something that lights you up, doesn't it? Oh, like yeah. that lights you up. Like really seeing like the, knowing cuz I know I feel the same way. Knowing your story and knowing that I've even been able to play just the smallest little part in that trend. Like this to me is worth more than any amount of money I'll ever make. Like the, just the level of fulfillment and joy that this gives me to see your transformation and you're experiencing that. But here's the cool thing. And this is what Love, Serve, Grow teaches us. The more we love and serve, and that's what you've been focusing on, loving, mm-hmm. serving, everything we want grows. So yeah. what's so cool to me is this renewed focus and this new vision that you have of how you can not just help people make money, but you can literally change their lives. You can right. improve their marriages. You can make them a better mom or dad. You can Mm -hmm. allow them to experience more happiness and joy just by transferring what you've learned to them. Here's what's so cool. The more you do that, your business and your income is just going to grow as a byproduct of that. But you're going to love the process. Doesn't mean there's not going to still be days (laughs) where you're going to slip back into the old patterns and you're going to have a bad month and you're going to start questioning that old story. But you now have the responsibility to know that you can do this and the journey is going to become that much more fulfilling because you're looking at it through a different lens. Yeah. I love that you said that because I still do it every day. Like if you're not careful, you can slip right back in. So it's not something, it's a process because sometimes you're like, okay, we've arrived, we're doing this, but then you have to remember, like you've got to keep working at it. And so um, it's something I practice daily. I really do. It never stops. People say, well, how long should I do the formula? I'm like, well, how long do you want to grow? And how long do you want to be happy Mm -hmm. and fulfilled? You do it till you die. Right. Because every new level of your life is going to bring a whole different set of challenges. Like you're, you know, you're in a position now, Amy, you're going to, you're going to be over the next year, you're in a position to make more money than you've ever made. Well, guess what? You're going to start questioning your, your worthiness to that. I Mm -hmm. still have to work on this. Like I still have moments where I just catch myself if I'm not intentional in my own thinking, I'll catch myself slipping into these negative patterns and stories of the past. And this is, quite frankly, this is, the, this is what gets a lot of leaders stuck. They start their business. They have a vision of how I want to get to a certain level. And then they get there. They never work on their core beliefs. So they run up against that, their capacity to have. And they have no vision for how their life can be bigger or better than what it is today. And literally like you, they stuck for years and their business becomes a miserable existence, right? It's not something that brings you joy. It's, it's like more stress because you're like, oh my God, I got to qualify again this month or I'm not going to make that same amount of money. It's just like, who wants, you don't, who wants to live their life like that? Like this, it doesn't have to be that way, but it's not going to change until you stop looking outside of yourself and you start looking inside of yourself. And I think you are literally the perfect example of the power of this process. So anything else that you feel like you want to say or just uh, maybe something we didn't touch on before we kind of wrap up here? What you would know, you I, I'll play this. What would you say to somebody that was like you back in, in March that was struggling, that maybe feels the way that you feel like Either they're too afraid to start working on themselves or they don't know how to do it. Like, what advice would you give them? 
Um, my advice would be to join Next Level. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, that, of course, that's the right answer. But aside I, I from mean that, it. Aside, I mean it. <laughs> aside from that, what, what advice would you just give them? A little bit of wisdom in terms of starting the process. So I, I really do mean that. But like, you know, personal development, like try it, you know, try working on your mindset. I really, truly feel like everyone needs to hear your formula for transformation. It's huge and it's impactful. So you definitely played more than just a small part in my mindset and my shift. And God is using you to help so many people and um, probably more than you'll ever know. So I truly feel like everyone needs to be a part of Legacy Leadership Academy. It's not, I promise, no one told me to say this, but I'm being very serious. The reason why I follow you and why I've been able to connect is because of your heart and your integrity. Because I've I've been doing this for six and a half years. I've followed lots of industry trainers because I do think personal development is huge. You've got to be able to do personal development and work on yourself. But I haven't found anybody that aligns with my integrity the way that yours does. And a lot of this is new stuff, you know, like it's even different than what you're told with a lot of people because you're very much focused on loving others, serve others, put others above yourself and don't worry about your paycheck. And I feel like that's what people need. And that's what excites people. That's what gives, when, when somebody has a passion and a belief, they're unstoppable. And that's, that's what Legacy Leadership Academy has provided for me. And honestly, Next Level Leadership has done that for me. So I know um, it sounds funny that I'm just like, join Next Level, but I, I truly mean it. Align yourself with somebody that you can believe in and that can teach you how to be the best version of yourself and how to make a bigger impact on the world. And so I love that. So that, yeah. that would be my advice. Okay. Join Bob. Right. I'm not going to argue with that advice, but <laughs> so for anybody, for any new podcast <laughs> listeners, those uh, Amy's referring to our two leadership development programs. Legacy Leadership Academy is our foundational program, kind of the starting point for new leaders. We introduce people to the formula. It's the first thing we take you through in that program. But then next level leadership is for more advanced leaders. And that's where we really get into like the hardcore coaching. Wow. Like I do tons of coaching on mindset in that program. So, so I'll make sure we'll, we'll link actually, if, if you're new to the podcast and you want to figure out like which program is best for me, we actually have a quiz that uh, an assessment, a leadership assessment that we've created all you have to do is go to your virtual upline.com forward slash get started your virtual upline.com forward slash get started. We'll put that link in the show notes. You take a quick 10 question assessment. We'll tell you right on the spot, which program you're um, better suited for. So, but anyway, I thank you for saying that, Amy. I appreciate that. But I did not ask her to say that just disclaimer, but But I had to tell the truth. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But look, I just want to really publicly acknowledge you because I've been really proud of you to see the hard work and the dedication and the commitment that you've had to just trying to get better. And that commitment to personal growth has been very evident to me. But I think it was your willingness to do... Because there's one thing about personal growth and there's another thing about doing the mindset work because the mindset work is scary and it's hard. Yeah. It's not easy and you need somebody to help you. You can't do this work on your own, just so you know. You need somebody to guide you through it and that's what we specialize in, but it's your commitment to that work. And here's why I'm most excited for you. I don't know that you particularly know yet what's in store for you. This renewed vision and sense of purpose in your business is 
God is really calling you into something much bigger right now. He really is. And um, if you stay on this path and you continue to do this work and you continue to show up in the world the way that you are right now, I'm telling you 24 months, 36 months from now, you're going to look back because this is what I did. I look back at where I was three years ago and I'm just like, what happened? Like, this is not even, I never saw myself even in my wildest dreams living the life that I'm living today and, and, and serving and feeling the way. And, and I'm telling you, you're on that same path. And here's the cool thing. You get to do it within the confines of your business. You're going to make a ton of money, but along the way, you're going to help a lot of people and you're going to create a life, not just a business, but a life of your dreams. Yes. I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. So that's excited. Well, Amy, listen, thanks so much for being here today and sharing your story. I know that we're going to get a lot of really good feedback on, on this episode. And, you know, just thank you for being the literal definition of what it means to be a legacy leader and, um, you know, being a very, very valuable part of our community. So thanks for being here and sharing your story today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. What wisdom in that conversation. I really, truly hope that you got a tremendous amount of value out of um, that conversation. And I just have a sneaky suspicion that this was exactly what a lot of you needed to hear. So look, I'll say this. If you are interested in learning more about our Next Level Leadership Program, that's the program that Amy is in. We are opening up enrollment in just a couple of weeks here. So If you'd like to learn more about Next Level Leadership, all you have to do is go to nextlevelleadership.com. We also mentioned the Legacy Leadership Academy. If you're a new podcast listener, I know we have a lot of new listeners. You probably aren't sure which one of these two programs is a better fit for you. So I mentioned the link to our leadership assessment that you can take. It's a short 10-question quiz to find out which of these two programs is a better fit for you. We'll put the link to that in the show notes along with Next Level Leadership. But more than that, I just want to thank Amy once again for being on the show. I really hope that you got some value out of today's episode. And as always, I love and appreciate you all for being here. I'll see you soon on the next episode. Take care.